WUKY presents health news you can use. It's Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. Why is it that certain parts of our Commonwealth have lower vaccination rates than others? I recently spoke with Dr. Mark Kivanimi, Development Dimensions International Endowed Professor in the UK College of Public Health, about a new five-year, $3.7 million project to study COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy in Eastern Kentucky. The genesis of the project was being a part of, you know, looking at the early waves of response to COVID-19, where rates were higher and lower, and then as vaccines became available, uh, where vaccine uptake, in other words, people uh, getting the COVID-19 vaccination shot was higher versus lower. And one of the things that became apparent, you know, very quickly uh, in in that process was that there was great variance across the Commonwealth in uh, the number of people who were taking, um, you know, the COVID vaccination. In particular, uh, there are much lower vaccination rates in our communities in Appalachian, Kentucky, and particularly in Eastern Kentucky relative to the state as a whole. Um, so for example, right now, uh, Kentucky as a whole has an adult vaccination rate of just a little bit under 70%. And the vaccination rate in the counties we're working with in Eastern Kentucky is about 56%. So that's a meaningful difference in the number of, of people who are being vaccinated. That becomes important for a couple of reasons. From a public health perspective and a scientific perspective, we want to understand why those differences in vaccination rates exist. And then we want to do whatever we can to encourage people to make an informed decision about vaccination. And from a public health perspective, we would encourage them to be vaccinated. Although the pandemic has changed and shifted over time, we know that a vaccination is effective at reduces at least somewhat the chances of infection with COVID-19, but much more importantly, uh, it reduces the chances of serious illness and death. And so making sure that everyone in the Commonwealth, and again, particularly our focus on Eastern Kentucky uh, is is able to make decisions and then have the ability to get the vaccination uh, if if desired. And and does that vaccine hesitancy, uh, you may have mentioned this already, Mark, but does it extend to other adult vaccinations like uh, an annual flu vaccine, that sort of thing? There are differences, uh, you know, in rates across vaccination. And so, yes, there is additional hesitancy for other vaccines like the flu. And I, I think, and and, and we, we will be able to answer this question, you know, later on in our research study, but based on things we know about vaccine hesitancy, you know, I believe there's some component that's probably attitudes and beliefs about vaccines in general. And then there's also an additional component you know, probably specifically related to the COVID-19 vaccination. Um, you know, there's some specific features about the, the, the vaccine, the fact that it's new, the fact that recommendations have changed, all those things that really naturally happen, you know, o- over the development of a vaccine, but that shape people's perceptions. And then it's also, you know, the case that we, we all know that, that COVID-19 in general and vaccination specifically became very much bound up in a lot of political and social social discourse in, in, in ways that shaped people's perceptions. And so, you know, another specific challenge with COVID-19 is trying to disentangle the message about health from messages about other social and political issues that, that have become very much tied together. Oh, abs- absolutely. And and I guess backing away and sort of looking at, at this from a, 
a historical perspective, vaccine hesitancy has always been with us to one degree or another. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And is that something, I guess, going in, is, is that a foundation also going in for this project is looking at, I guess, we stand on the shoulders of, of those who came before us. And, and I, I dare say two, three generations ago, some of our colleagues were probably wrestling with some some analogous situations. Yeah, no, we've certainly seen analogous situations in the past. And as you mentioned, you know, certainly see it currently with uh, with other vaccinations uh, like the, the influenza shot. Um, you know, there's also been an uptake in, in recent years, even prior to COVID-19, in misinformation about vaccination and a lot of conversation around, for example, childhood vaccines that have changed the environment for hesitancy. So we really face two challenges that with with our work in vaccination. The first is, you know, helping people to have the most accurate, most current, you know, uh, most informed knowledge that they can to make a, a, a decision for themselves about vaccination, both for COVID-19 and for other issues. We know that individual attitudes and beliefs are part of, you know, the, the, the vaccine hesitancy puzzle and, and, and the reason why vaccination rates are lower. We also know, you know, that for many of our communities in Eastern Kentucky, that you know, that access becomes an issue. So, to the extent that you know, the nearest vaccination site is around the mountain in a 30, 45 minute drive, that's clearly different than you know, than if it's a five or a 10 minute drive. Um, you know, and knowing where vaccine is going to be available, when it's going to be available, and and having the structural factors in place, you know, to make sure that when people do decide to get vaccinated, they can, is also, you know, a, a part of the challenge and a part of the puzzle. Um, and ultimately, you know, what we hope to do with our project is to address both of those issues and, 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 and see what we can do to improve vaccination rates. Well, Mark, before we part, is there anything else about the study that you would want our listeners to know? Yeah, the, the, there's two things that I think are important. The first is that you know the work that we're doing is very community engaged and very individualized to each of the 15 counties in which we're working. It builds on a longstanding, uh, years-long effort building relationships between the University of Kentucky and communities in Eastern Kentucky. Um, for example, our Center for Excellence in Rural Health and it, located right in, in Hazard is a partner in this work and, and has many ties to the community. And in each of the sites we're working with, we'll be working to see what each community needs and wants in terms of encouraging vaccination, as well as what's currently working. The last thing I would say is that one of the things that we hope to do with our project is to, to, is to help people appreciate that vaccination is really community care, not just self-care. We know that across the Commonwealth, but especially in our Eastern Kentucky Appalachian communities, that the value placed on taking care of each other and community is tremendously important. And vaccine is a health prevention measure that not only protects the person being vaccinated, but by changing the dynamics of you know spread of a virus, really protects the entire community. And, and I think that's something that important to keep in mind in the ways in which vaccine fits and and is part of you know our commitment as, as Kentuckians to, to take care of each other in addition to ourselves. My thanks today to Dr. Mark Kivanimi, faculty member in the UK College of Public Health, for talking with us about a new five-year study addressing vaccine hesitancy in eastern Kentucky. 
For more information, visit our website at wuky.org. With health news you can use, I'm Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. Dr. Greg Davis is a forensic pathologist at the University of Kentucky who volunteers his time to cover important medical news for our community. This program is available as a podcast at wuky.org.